crazy world what we can do? We never stop learning. Welcome everyone to another segment of Rita's World. Today we're at home, May 17th. I'm, we're under the orange tree. I put this orange tree 64 years ago. When I bought the home with my husband and my two children, they said, if you're ever gonna plant a fruit tree, plant it when you first move into a house. And it's worked. Look at all the oranges I have. So today, my friend Glenn is gonna interview me later, but I wanna start with, I wanna start with Memories Start Now. My name really is Rita Green Weaver. Rita with an E, which is unusual, my father did that, and the Weaver in honor of my husband, Doodles Weaver, who was the best man and was kind and good to me all my life. I mean, while he was alive. So I'm gonna start with my memories today. My mother and father, I've showed that picture before. I think my father is very handsome and my mother is a beautiful, loving woman. Start with that. And I was born in 1936 on April Fool's Day. My mother, I told you before, could not get to the hospital in time, so my father helped bring me into this world. And he named me a week later, R-E-I-T-A, Rita. But I had a great life in South Dakota. I just show you some pictures when I was a little toddler and they had, I had a whatever they call that, boogie boogie, whatever. And I loved to be in the yard and I wore a hat. My mother always kept protecting us from the sun. And so, but I would dig in the ground and I loved the flowers. And to this day, I love flowers. Uh, here's my, I have my sister and my two cousins and this is me. My favorite picture, that's my diaper hanging out. What a terrible thing. And here's my sister and I. My father always gave us toys like wagons and things to play on. Here I am, my father worked as the general manager at the dairy in Scotland, South Dakota. And he brought home ice cream and ice cream bars and sometimes a cherry ice cream bar, my favorite. Then I learned to work. I said, teach me how to work. My mother taught me how to iron. To this day, I'm a good ironer. And my mother made angel food cakes every birthday for me and my sister. And we always had the neighborhood children, at least six kids at the party. And here's my cousin and we're all growing up. My cousin, Norma, Jane and Rita. And here's my mom and this is, this is the last I remember of South Dakota because then a terrible thing happened. World War II was beginning. Oh my gosh. So what did we do? We moved from Scotland to Warrington, Missouri, but it changed my life and I was not a happy camper. I mean, I could tell the difference when you take children at a young age out of their comfort zone. And it was like, it was like nothing I'd ever wanted to feel. And my father, my sister was the smart one and I was slow. So he called me dumb cuff. 
I used to thought, think it was doom cuff, but my sister said, no, it was dumb cuff, whatever. But you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I never had to compete with the world. Dumb cuff is fine with me. And I have achieved a lot of things by being loving, kind, and not the brightest bulb in the universe. Anyway, I had to talk about my memories. But from there, oh, when we went to Warrington, Missouri, when the war started out, that was the worst, because my father worked in a TNT plant. And he got yellow jaundice because they made bombs. In Warrington, Missouri, one, once my father got TNT poisoning and turned all yellow, we had to move. So where do we move now? Portland, Oregon. Why? Because my mother and father, they had, my mother had six brothers and a sister and her mother and father, and that was the place to go. So now we go to Portland, Oregon, and they become, my mother was Rosie the Riveter, and my daddy, he was working, they working in the shipyards. My mother worked the graveyard shift, so she'd be home in the daytime, and my dad worked whatever the shift, I don't know. But that was not good, going from one place to another. Now we go to a different school. Now I'm in school. Don't forget, I'm not the brightest bulb, right? My father tells me this, which is not good to tell children, but I've, I've made the best out of it. Okay, now from Portland, Oregon, my father loved the creamery business, and he got a chance to go to, war, to Corvallis, Oregon. They needed a dairy manager. Yes, now I know my father's happy. We're happy. And I went to the school and this lady, I think I'm in the fourth grade by now. This one teacher, she taught me how to add, divide, subtract, multiply, and do a little multiplications. I mean, a lot of multiplications, a little whatever. That was the best thing because I learned that if I could do all those things, and read a little bit and write a little bit. Not great, but I'm, I'm okay. I've survived, so it's not good, but it is what it is. So, but today, I have to show you <laughs> these little animals were out in the parkway. And I don't know, somebody stepped on it, it broke his leg and everything, and I didn't like it. So I took my, it's called fast drying spack spackle. And it dries fast, and I filled, gave him a new foot and painted it. And it's not perfect, but it's better. He's going to be happier. And my little monkey, they did the same thing. Now, I put paper towels inside. Then I put my spackle and, you know, and his arm. I fixed him up pretty good because he's the father. And someday he's going to be right next to his mother, his wife, with their little baby. So that's what I can do. I'm not the brightest girl, but shoot, I'm making these things come back. So that's all I, and, and, and you take a terracotta pot and you put, you take plates, you go to the thrift shop and you buy colored plates and you crack them up and you put them with mortar and then you grout them. I'm gonna teach you how to do this on one of my segments because it's so much fun 
And at Mother's Day, I didn't give these away because these are special for my guests, my people that come here. But Mother's Day, I had flowers for all my mothers that would come by. And that's the best thing I could ever do because to give makes me happy. And people write me notes and thank me. But it's the little things in life. And I want to have uh, Glenn interview me, but I just want to remind people, believe in yourself. If I can make it, kids, anybody can make it. So trust me. Trust yourself. And we're going to get through this virus one day or sooner than later. So you have questions. Yeah. Um, one, I just heard this. You know, you were talking about moving, kids moving around and the instability and how that really, oh. instability really mess, messes with kids. Absolutely. Uh, but also insulting your children and, <laughs> and telling them they're dumb, uh -huh. right? I think that <laughs> there was this harsh reality. I grew up a, a bit with that harsh reality and definitely my parents' parents were harsher uh -huh. and you just kind of had to figure it out and, and, and you push through it. I, I think it, it, to some extent it did kind of scar them, you know, uh, and I know for me, I could always be better. I was never good enough. Good huh? enough. Oh. They never would say that, but I could always be better. Right. Of course. I understand. And, but yours on the worst case, oh, like, God. people are, your dad's calling you doom cop. Yes. And your sister's buying into it and she's saying, no, it's dumb cough. Yeah. And then you are just absorbing that and saying, fine, I'm dumb, Which is but fine. it's going to be good. And somehow you were able to spin that not into depression. Not at all. How, how did that happen? I don't know. I, I danced. God didn't give me a brain that worried about those things. I, if there's music, I would dance. You couldn't hold me down. I had all this energy. So I was a happy child. So you just focused on things you could do. Oh, and definitely. And you've always just done yeah. that. Instead yes. of focusing uh, on things you couldn't. Yes. So getting depressed on why you weren't that good at math or that you weren't that good at reading or writing. Right. You never got depressed about it. You no, because I always on. passed. I, I wasn't the best, but I, I got C's. Now, if I'd gotten D's, I wouldn't have passed. Uh, and I always had A in port deportmentship everybody loved me sure. because I don't know if I was a con little con girl or what because <laughs> but I I had a big smile and I was always happy and nice to everybody it was just part of my nature and it is yet today yeah I know that my mom always said I wasn't good at tests so that made ah. me not be good at tests or right. be That's averse it. to taking tests and That's I, it. but it didn't seem that didn't seem to <laughs> affect you in that way you had to you just did other things well I was just a happy kid and I just accepted that I was not you know but people like me oh and the boys now the boys did they didn't chase after my sister they chased after Rita mm -hmm. and then she'd say you get away from me she'd throw a rock at him she'd do any stay away from her because she was trying to, she was 14 months older. Right. And, uh, you know, but we had to sleep in the same bed until we 
my mother separated us because my sister would say, stay on your side of the bed, because yeah. I would write on her back, I love you. I adored my sister oh, because she was smart and she'd tell, but she'd say, get on your own side, you know, that kind sure, of thing. Sure. So my mother would come in, she said, if I'm going to get twin beds, and that was the best thing <laughs> for my sister because, but I was always that way. I, I, I always would tell her how, how, that I loved her, wanted to hug her. That's the kind of person I was. So back to kind of tying in this attracting boys, or more broadly, what I wanted to ask you is we, we especially in Los Angeles, uh, the business of entertainment is hugely volatile, right? Yes, you're yes. hot one moment, yes. you're not hot the next moment. Some people, people love you and embrace you and push you up, yes. and then the next moment, maybe not. And no. then unlike, let's say, a certified public accountant or a lawyer, there's no certification for entertainment. Right. You're, you can't even fall back on a degree or something <laughs> no, like that, that's right? That's true. <laughs> to, to validate you, right? Exactly. So if boys, boys validate you, boys tell you in some way, oh, I'm worth something to somebody at some point. True. Right? Yes. And in that way, Los Angeles tells you you're worth something to somebody at some point, uh -huh. but that can be taken away from you for the strangest of reasons or True. for just the circumstance of, and, and I don't know that that has ever affected you. I don't know that mm. I, I didn't know you when you were a starlet. I don't, I didn't know you when you were actively in the biz, but I know, I know people have always chased that and people in the, in entertainment have always said, I have to keep, keep going. Uh -huh. I, I, mm -hmm. I had a colleague that was auditioning Jack Lemon for a stage play. Okay. And he just, Jack Lemon was on the backside of his career. And I think it won an Academy Award. And, and my colleague just said, why are you here? And Jack Lemon said, I'm only as good as the last my thing last I just film. did. That's what they say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, well, with me, the same thing. Now, I know I had a, a audition at Warner Brothers. I think it was Warner Brothers and uh, Diane, uh, not Diane Keaton, the girl who played Jeannie, Barbara. Barbara uh, Eden. Barbara Eden. She auditioned at the same time. She got the part of Eat, uh, Leave It to Jeannie. And I Dream of Jeannie. I, I Dream of Jeannie, yeah. Beautiful show, lovely. I loved that show. She, she clicker, you know, winking her thing. And that, you know, I was sort of depressed that I didn't get the part, but. It was, it was meant to be. So I never let anything say, there's always something, every problem could be an opportunity. You're gonna learn to do maybe a better reading. That's another thing. Cold readings, I'm not good at, hmm. because I'm not a good reader. But you give me that script, you let me take it home for one day, I can, I can do it. But see, cold reading is not for reading green. So it sounds like you always looked, you were always looking forward. You never always. look back. You never. never look at regret. Nope. You never, oh, this could have been, oh, oh I no. could have gotten that part. No. Uh, no. Are you, when you were, did, did you have friends that were caught up in that? Oh my gosh, I have to keep my 
my my status going? No. Or how was Doodles with well, that stuff? Well, that's why, because Doodles... I was lucky. See, I never felt rejected because my husband was right outside to drive me to the audition and to take me home. And I always had love from him, and I had the children later, you know. But I was ne I never felt rejected, no, because he wouldn't let me be. Oh, he would make me laugh. We'd he'd play the piano. We'd I'd dance. I mean, it was a fun life with him. It was good, and I learned. I learned how to be better at auditioning and things. And if I got the part, I got it. If I didn't, I didn't. So it sounds like you, you had stability in that volatility. Like yes. He gave you stability. Oh, absolutely. To allow you to to live in this volatile sure. audition world where you're sure. not getting parts. Your people yeah. are telling you you're not pretty enough or not smart enough right. or not you don't dance well enough or you didn't read well enough, which always happens. Yeah. I mean, the the turnaround is so fast that kind of decorum goes out the window and but people once, are just, no, you're not good. Nah, yeah, nah, nah, but nah. once I got that script, I never lost a part. I never lost nice. a part. Nice. And when I was at UCLA and I did the part, played the part of Antigone, whew, that was a heavy piece for a young girl. I was 17, but I, I sailed that part. I got an A minus. That's a pretty good grade for a for a doom cuff, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So from that, you know, and my girlfriend, Diane Billuge, it was her that got me to go to UCLA. She was a roommate with us when we were dancing. And when the show closed, she said, you're gonna, we're going to go to UCLA and you're going to take that course. Oh, I couldn't do it. I've told you this before. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Oh, yes. And, she, and boy, best thing I ever did. I give her credit for that. Because I would never have gone into the business without that. So and it sounds I, like... Oh. I studied also from a neighbor at the Horace Height Ranch, uh, Mary Astor, not Mary Astor, Mary Forbes, uh, actress in the 20s. And she loved Shakespeare, Shakespearean plays. So I studied a lot of Shakespeare from her too. That helped me. And it's helped me in life because to be or not to be... And I'm always to, I'm being, I, I am always in present, you know, sure. I can handle any situation, I think. Sure. So to sum it up, it sounds like emotional stability and physical stability are good things to have, especially when you're young, Definitely. having that love and physical stability Definitely. of one place. But then when you're yeah. older, yeah. at least emotional stability. Yes, and I never held it against my father for calling me that because he didn't know any better that you don't do that to children. But it worked for me because, you know, I just, I loved my mother and father and uh, I always will till the day I die, even though they're in heaven. You're going to die? Someday. No. Yeah. She is not going to die. Not for a long Rita's time. Rita's world will live forever. Oh, no, but I'm going to live until I die. <laughs> you know what I mean? I... I have so much energy yet, and there's, I have so many things that I want to do. So I just want to be grateful and say that you have, this is where we sat. I was sitting here, and you were sitting in that chair right over there. And I said, Glenn, I've always wanted to do a show. I want to inspire people to believe in themselves, and we can make it and see the good in each other. And you said, hmm. 
and we you here we are. Yeah. We've done about 13, 14, I don't know how many shows. 18 done. This is the 19th. <laughs> oh my gosh, number yeah. nine. Number 19. Nine. 19. That's a nine. And, that's, 10. that's interesting. So we're going to keep going because it's fun. Yeah. And I have some people. Alex the Great, he's this young boy that would been walking by my place for years and years, and his mother, Lara. I talked to them because the lady with the dog from China that they're not ready yet to, you know, to do a show because of, of the virus. But they, these people said they would. So next Sunday, we can have interview them. And they got two little dogs, so we'll be outside again. Okay. With the little doggies. Alexander, I, he said his name was Alexander. What long time. And I said... You know, do you mind if I call you Alexander the Great? Because then I'll remember your name. Oh, no, he said, I'd love that. So he likes it. He said, I'll take that whenever I see him. You sure. know. Sure, sure. And his mother is very beautiful and kind and loving. So we'll just interview them next week with, our, nice. with their little doggies. Well, thank you. You want to sign us out? Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And my nephew called me from Portland, Oregon yesterday and you know he said he was talking about his little kitty cat died and everything and he said but it's just molecules because I have been talking about molecules that we're just molecules nobody's better than anybody else but we're but I want you to believe in yourself you're a good molecule but don't have a big ego and think you you know we got to see the good in everybody okay bye everybody see you next time world what we can do? We never stop learning. <laughs>